We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and then it's featured right on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available currently on YouTube and live streaming on Google+. Plus. Uh, quick disclaimer, those of you who've been uh, tuning into the Rotowire DFS podcast, Talking about your, uh, you know, talking to yourself on Stitcher or you're talking to your phone. You're like, dude, where's my show? All right. Um, we've been uh, uploading the podcast. But we are currently in the process process of a server move. So um, these shows might be a little bit delayed in hitting the server in the podcast format. The good news is, is the show is going to continue to keep rolling and we're going to make those available, um, you know, through the, the Google Plus live stream and in the YouTube format. So you can always you can don't download and, uh, you know, the show from YouTube, if you still want to listen in audio format or, um, you know, sh- stream it in that fashion, fashion on the YouTube app as well. So we're still going to have the, the content available to you in some way, in some form, in some capacity. Uh, appreciate your patience out there. In the meantime, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Press that little red subscribe button. We've been adding subscribers each and every day, each and every show. We definitely um, appreciate all the love and the support on that front. Benicio, welcome to another loaded Thursday NBA slate. Yeah, only uh, only four games on tap here. Um, I think there's going to be two that kind of stand out above the other two as games that everyone's going to want a lot of exposure to. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of overlap on this one. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the small slates all the time. 
Uh, I'm more a cash game player. I'm, I, I like the bigger slates. I think it gives me a better chance to, you know, get a, get in there and gives me a better edge. But I'm still going to be playing probably mostly GPPs on this night. So hopefully I hit one. All right, fair enough. Um, and now without further ado, we will pull the curtain back on this Thursday slate and talk about what you want to do at the point guard position here for Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I think we start the conversation again as, you know, we've been lucky the last couple of weeks, we get to see another uh, Oklahoma City and Golden State Warrior game go up. So, you know, the last time these two teams played and the first time these two teams played, you got big games out of Russ and, and Steph Curry. Um, I think Steph Curry sat out last night so that he would be good to play here. So I'm not worried about him missing this game, really. And, you know, again, I mean, you know, the, both of these guys are in play. You can make a case for either one of them up top. It's probably going to be one of the higher scoring games on the slate. I also think the Sacramento-Dallas game will be. That's the other one that I was talking about um, to have exposure to. So for me, I think you got to look at the, you know, the guys that are that are in those two games. So Russell Westbrook's in play, obviously. Steph Curry's in play, obviously. I'm not going to make a case for one guy over the other. I mean, it, it's a personal preference. Do you prefer the guy that's you know, likely to get you the triple double or the guy that's likely to hit 10 three pointers and, you know, score 40 real life fantasy, uh, real life points, you know, on his way to 50 or 60 fantasy points. So for me, you can pay up for either one of them. Um, I usually tend to lean towards Russ. Um, so I'll probably take Russ over Steph, but I'm not going to argue it with anybody who goes the other way. Um, I think Rondo is another solid option going up in that game against Dallas. Um, so those would be the three guys who I'm really looking at. If I wanted to come down a little bit from there, uh, the only other guy that I think I, I might have some exposure to on this slate, um, Goran Dragic is still somewhat cheap, uh, depending on what site you're looking at. And he's been putting up some pretty good numbers lately, you know, especially with Bosch with Bosch out. They need some other guys to step up and score. Um, so he'd really probably be the only other guy I'm looking at here. So for me, it's uh, Russ and Steph, one of those two. And then probably either Rondo or Drogic, depending on who I can afford, um, you know, because there's some other studs at some other positions that we might want exposure to as well. All right. So for me, I think you can actually make a definitive case between Curry and Westbrook. And I, I'm a, I've been a Westbrook guy pretty much all season long, and I finally converted over to the Curry camp for the last matchup on Saturday. And I'll, I'll give you the information why. Okay. Uh, Russell Westbrook has been hovering in that, um, you know, uh, high 40s to 50 range uh, there with um, you know occasional 60 point upside uh, so that, which is you know obviously elite you know the price is 11k on FanDuel and, Sim, and Steph Curry you know bumped up to 11-2 on, on Tuesday before he got scratched so what we're looking at here is you know uh, like a string of 50 point games and when we're talking about 50 point games you have Russell Westbrook um, in this matchup who uh, you know, does score uh, 50 points against Golden State and um, 57 against Sac. So, you know, prior to that matchup, uh, Russell Westbrook had scored 50 points in four of the last nine games. So make so that make that six out of the last 11. If we uh, round up um, Steph Curry, he's actually into the 60 point mark in that pass game uh, there as well. And, you know, taking that game into account, we're talking about 68 points per game. So we're having somebody uh, who's, you know, hovering in the mid to, to high 50s in Russell Westbrook. And then we have somebody else averaging 68 points per game over the la over the past 10 games. That's 
pretty i'm sorry 58 points per game over the past 10 games that's pretty crazy uh uh overall so there's just a, a, another level that steph curry has has gone to and I, you know when the salaries are this close i think i'm gonna i'm because of ho as hot as curry has been and we're talking about 42 51 and 46 fantasy points i'm sorry real life points in in the past three games with 28 threes made in the past three games uh, that's the difference maker for me. So it is close, and you can make a case for either one, but I think you have to give Curry the edge uh, right now as it stands because he's just, you know, a hair uh, above Russ in terms of overall top-level production. So that's how that breaking down. I'm fine with Rondo for, for GPPs uh, there as well. I think this is, you know, actually a case where you can make a special exception and take a look at uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, in um, in a revenge format against the, his Phoenix Suns, I know they I think believe they played at least once before. Um, but you know, actually has picked up the production there as well. Thirty nine fantasy points in that big matchup with a nice double double, seventeen and eleven against Chicago, and the price is very reasonable, sixty three hundred on Fanduel. And then below that, uh, for my for my floor, I'm going to draw the line once again at Darren Collison. Still getting pretty consistent minutes overall. I mean, not crazy about what he did against Oklahoma City, uh, you know. But uh, you know, prior to that, he's been hanging around in the five to six. Uh, 6x uh, range with production and playing 31 minutes or more in six straight games. So getting shooting guard minutes basically while getting some of that coming against second team defense when he comes in and, uh, you know, late in the first quarter or early second quarter for Rajon Rondo. So I think I like those those production numbers uh, pretty well uh, overall. Uh, anybody else in value town that you want to recommend before we get over to the two? No, I think um, I think you got to spend up a lot today. I don't, you know, as of now, unless we get some injury news or something, I don't really see a, you know, ton of cheap guys that I want to have exposure to. So I'm probably going to be paying up a little bit more towards the mid to the high range here. Yeah, me, uh, me as well. There's just such so many elite options uh, that I'm going to be um, up top, and I'm fine balancing salary all the way down to Darren Carlson uh, if that's the uh, the route that you want to go to. And by the way, Steph Curry, I think, has already has been announced as expected to play on, on Thursday. So mm -hmm. keep that information in mind for those people who thought that Livingston may may become viable. More than likely, not. All right, let's go ahead and talk about who is viable at the shooting guard position here for Thursday. Yeah, the the one guy that I'd pay up for, I mean, there's really only two guys that you can pay up for. It's either, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade or Clay Thompson. I think if I'm paying up for one or the other, it's probably going to be Clay. Uh, put up 40 points last time they played against Oklahoma City. Um, you know, he's going to see his, you know, full allotment of minutes or, you know, towards the ceiling amount of minutes in this game. He's been putting up around like 35, 40 fantasy points. You're getting them at about 7K, so... If I'm paying up for anybody here, it's probably going to be Clay. But there are a couple options, um, you know, in that like 4,500 to 500 uh, to 5,500 range that I think are viable. And if you're going to pay up at point guard, I'd be perfectly fine taking two of these guys and rolling them out there. Uh, Eric Gordon at $5,000 is still pretty cheap. It's a tough matchup against the San Antonio Spurs for him. But, you know, I do think he can give you a 25-point floor and give you upside into the 30s. Um, so he's somebody I'm going to have in a lot of rosters. I also like Joe Johnson at 5,400. Um, he's going up against Phoenix, so it's a good matchup. Uh, you know, Johnson's been playing big minutes since he's come over and signed with the Heat. I think he can get you 30 fantasy points as well, so that would give you like 5.5x on his salary. I'm going to have in a lot of rosters. Uh, then a cheaper guy who's been going fine, I think his last five games, including 7x in his last game, uh, Wes Matthews for the Dallas Mavericks, and he's got a really good matchup going up against Sacramento. 
Um, shooting guards against Sacramento has been pretty much a cheat, uh, cheat code for us all year long. So if he stays down in that $4,300 price range, I think Wes Matthews is going to be very highly owned by people who are trying to fit in a, a Steph Curry and or Russell Westbrook at the point guard spot. Yeah, I like that call overall um, as well. You know, I did the same thing with Danny Green against Sacramento last week, and I expect similar similar results in production from Wes Matthews, which is why you see like, the production, you know, uh, tick up against him. And, and you know, in, even even if this was just like a regular run-of-the-mill matchup, take a look at the price tag payoff on Wes Matthews here. And, you know, because the price has fallen so far below this, you know, we're, what are we at, like, um, within – 800 of minimum salary right now we're talking about 6.7 5.3 5.8 5.1 and 7.9 times value in the big uh you know 34 point game against the oklahoma i'm sorry the orlando magic on march 1st so definitely should get some exposure to him get get it while the getting is good um another guy that i want to take a look at too here is joe johnson who can comes up with his you know um, his first big game playing uh, major minutes with a major role for the Miami Heat and came up with 24 and five with four assists for 36 fantasy points and 6.6 X. So something, somebody else you should you know, potentially uh, look uh, to getting some exposure to uh, as well. Now, the last guy I want to ask you about who probably isn't in the mix for today, but maybe needs to be on the radar because he came back with a ridiculous first game is Eric Gordon, who goes for, you know, 31 and three for 40 fantasy points uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. A, do you trust enough, trust him enough to play him against San Antonio? And B, uh, aside from San Antonio, are you cool with rolling him uh, going forward? I mean, he's only 5K over on FanDuel. So at that price, I still trust him, even though the matchup is horrible. I mean, San Antonio is not a team that we like to pick on all that. At only 5K, I think I'm still okay rolling him out there. Um, you know, obviously going forward, if he stays 5K in a better matchup, I would like him even more. But, you know, he's going to see minutes because they're injured. You know, Bryce Deshaun Jones is out, so he has slid right back into that spot in the rotation, um, in the starting rotation for them. So, yeah, I, I trust him for, you know, 25 to 32 fantasy points. I don't think he's going to give you – what do you have in that first game back, like 40-something? I, I don't think he's going to give you that eight. 40. Yeah, I don't think he's – yeah, I don't think he's going to give you that 8X upside at, uh, at 5K anymore. Um, one, I shouldn't say anymore against San Antonio. I don't think you see that kind of upside, but you know, I still think five to six X is not asking too much for a guy who's going to play big minutes. Um, you know, probably be the starter and get a good number of shots. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. We, we've always faded, you know, San Antonio. I just be, you know, I think, but you know, certainly he definitely needs to be somebody that gets placed on the radar. Um, so here's my last question for you too. Uh, Dion waiters, uh, setting aside the golden state game has, you know, gone, we're talking about, you know, bargain basement value here. We're, uh, you know, you almost feel like you're turning in some food stamps here. If you play Dion waiters there, um, $3,700 price tag and, you know, only needs about 20 fancy points to get you close to six X. Uh, right now he actually went for 26 against, um, you know, Sacramento good for 7.1 X. GPP eligible, uh, you know, does he bounce back or do you still want to fade him because he had a bad game his last time out against the Golden State Warriors? I want to fade him because he's Deion Waiters. <laughs> yeah, hey. I just, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I understand what people are doing, trying to, you know, trying to save some salary by going down to him, but he, he's just not a guy that I play. I don't like his game. I don't like any, he's not consistent. There's, there's just a lot of reasons why I don't play Deion Waiters, so. I mean, if people want to go that route, I understand the thought process behind it, but 
you're not going to see him on any of my rosters ever. I, I, you know what, though? L let me ask you this. If I covered up the the name and his name w wasn't uh, Dion Bad Basketball IQ Waiters and I was telling you it was Jamal Crawford, you would probably say, hey, uh, I'm okay with Crawford because of the connotation. Would you not? Tell, tell the truth here. I would say Crawford because I think Crawford's a pretty decent basketball player. I do not think Deion Waiters is a good basketball player. I don't he just chucks up shots. He is a chucker, but you know what? So is Jamal Crawford. Yeah. You know, the difference is, is uh, you know, no, you know Crawford, what? Crawford go in a little more often. <laughs> <laughs> Crawfords do go in a little more often. But you know what? Honestly speaking, they are, they are literally the same yeah. player with the exception that Crawford has, you know, point guard handle, you know, and he like got forced into a point guard role early on in his career which saw which is why he bounced around you know uh from the chicago bulls and you know a couple of teams here and there early on in, in his career in the league because people didn't know what to do with him and he was still considered you know starter quality uh um uh you know, a caliber player because of you know how, where he was drafted and how young he was and they suddenly figured out you know what he's a second team gunner who has enough handle to play the point but really is not too much different from you know uh leandro barbosa or lou williams earlier on in their careers so the only difference is jamal crawford has kept himself in mm -hmm. phenomenal shape and still capable of uh, of of scoring off the bench at, at a pretty high clip um, but I don't actually think they're too dissimilar, to, to be honest with you. I'm with you, though. Deion Waiters, like, if you watch him, th this is your problem, uh, Benny, and I don't mean to call you out on this, but I'm just going to just, you know, you know, we, whatever. We'd like to air our dirty laundry on the show anyway. Um, is you're a basketball coach, and you see the bad mm. basketball IQ, and it affects you, just like the whole De DeMarcus Cousins launching from three. Like, he's in, like, you're going to see DeMarcus Cousins, like, in the three-point contest next year. You know that, right? It's it's happening. So, <laughs> if he thinks he has enough uh, game for the skills challenge, which... I know, mean, that that's fine. He's... You know what? Here's the, here's the problem, though. If DeMarcus Cousins is in a three-point contest, uh -huh. he's got about as much chance of winning as Sacramento does with him standing at the three-point line launching threes all day. So... <laughs> You know, he can launch them all he wants. It's still not the smart thing for them to do. I will tell you this, though. You know what he actually has done, and you know I And I'm still not playing Deion Waiters. I don't care. <laughs> okay. See, you can, you can like, corner Benny just a little bit. You're like, you know, I you like I, I do feel like sometimes <laughs> Benny, if he had a chance to, would, like, virtually slap me through Google Hangouts. And it's like, you know, he's like, you really just try and get on my nerves as, as a – as a as someone who's a basketball coach and it, it's it's true i am guilty so i probably would just you know turn my cheek like this and accept it like you know like we were in the 40s and i would be like i'm appalled at this you know but anyhow um yeah well you know i do I, I was gonna say i do come from weehawken and that is where alexander hamilton is so you know dueling is in my is in my blood in, in my hometown so <laughs> I don't tell you don't have to tell me that I think I get the nice out of you because we were we're coworkers and hosts. Like if we were on Twitter, I there's a very good chance that we've been blocked like uh, in November uh, with some of the probably stuff about the I probably heard. yeah probably about the third Demarcus Cousins argument. I would have just been like I don't have time for this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> blocked, and then I would be like yep. complaining to whoever your current co-host is. What? I can't. <laughs> Why is Benny gonna? Why is Benny R. Lemon gonna block me on on Twitter? You know, it's just because you know Demarcus Cousins is is sinking threes like Jared Sandra eats donuts. You know, doesn't mean he has to take events. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not because I'm yeah. not an East Coast guy. What do you What do you think? You, what do you guys you make, think? 
You make it seem like I blocked like thousands of people on Twitter on my block list. That guy just really got on my nerves that one day. So I was like, I don't have time for this. I got <laughs> I got articles to write and things to do, you know. Listen, we don't have D- DFS stats on your block percentage, but I have a feeling you're highly efficient. That's all I- I'm going to say. I, I think there's some serious Matumbo wagging that has gone on this season. I don't know what the exact st- stats are, but do you have – All I know is – no, Hassan Whiteside averages more blocks per game than I have in my Twitter career. So there you go. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, uh, enough of messing around here. Uh, let's go ahead and move on from the two, two to three. But before we get to the three, let's talk about um, free. Let's talk about how you can get a free 10-day subscription at rotowire.com. If you like the advice of our podcast, you're going to love the website. So get your free uh, 10-day trial here. Just log on to rotowire.com slash pod. Take advantage of all the lineup optimizers for Major League Baseball coming up, basketball, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, golf, up to the minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for all the major sports, including your upcoming fantasy baseball leagues. So go to rotowire.com slash pod, take advantage of the 10-day free trial, let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. All right, let's go ahead and send over our top picks at the small forward position here for the Thursday slate. Yeah, I mean, if you can afford to, I think Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are both guys that are cash game safe. They're both probably going to get you right around that 5X value. Um, you know, for Durant, that's probably going to be closer to 50 points. For for Leonard, it's probably going to be closer to, you know, right around 40. But I don't really see big upside for either one of these guys here. Um, I don't see Durant putting up a 60, 70 fantasy point game. And I really don't see Kawhi Leonard putting up 50 or 60 against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans based on, you know, what they've done lately. So I think I'm going to try to save here. I do like Chandler Parsons a lot. I know he had a bad game or, or a subpar game last night. Um, being Tuesday night, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, but they are going up against Sacramento. We know that, you know, Sacramento high usage guys tend to stem. Small forwards tend to do very well against them. Uh, you know, Joe Johnson, LeBron, you know, a bunch of the guys that they've played lately have put up some big numbers. So Parsons is exposure too. I'm hoping that, you know, people who used him on Tuesday, on, I guess it would be, Monday night, people who used him on, on Tuesday night. No, people used him on Tuesday and got burned, hoping they kind of stay away. But I think he's probably one of the best dollar-for-dollar dollar options you have. And from there, I don't know, it's, it gets a little bit dicey when you get down to the to the lower end if you're looking for another cheap guy. I think guys like Harrison Barnes is in play if Iguodala's out again, um, although I think that Iguodala and Steph Curry sat out so that they would be okay to play in this game. So... If Iguodala plays, that probably takes Barnes off the table for me. Um, you know, P.J. Tucker's been playing big minutes, but sometimes he produces with him, sometimes he doesn't. You know, it would be strictly GPP if I was going to roll Tucker out there. He is just as capable of having a 45 fantasy point game as he is of having an eight fantasy point game for you. So he could be the guy that wins it for you. He could also be the guy that tanks your roster on any given night. Um, so he wouldn't be anywhere near my cash game rosters. And then the last guy is Lou Aldang, who I like Dang. I like what he has done, but he is definitely – here's here's the problem with Dang. When they first came back from the All-Star break, Bosch was out with the, the blood clot things that he's still out with, and Wade was out also. So Dang put up like 30 real-life fantasy points in back-to-back games, like 45, 50 fantasy points um, his first two games back, and his price shot up from like 52, 5,400 up to like 6K on FanDuel. Um, on some of the other sites, it hasn't gone up as much. But on FanDuel, where he's up to 6K right now, 
you know, now that Wade's back and they added Joe Johnson into the mix, you know, Bang has really taken a hit in his minutes and his production. So you really need like 30 plus fantasy points out of him, which is something that we haven't seen him do since those games that he was playing before Joe Johnson was added to, you know, when Dwayne Wade was still out as well. So at 6K on FanDuel, I don't know if I like Luau Dang all that much. On some other sites where his price didn't take that big jump after those two big, you know, 45, 50 point fantasy games, I think he would be in play. But over on FanDuel, you know, I, I don't think I can use him at, uh, at, at 6K right now. Yeah, I, I that makes some sense to me. I see what you're saying here. So uh, for me, I, I want to get exposure to Chandler Parsons, particularly if Rudy is out of the lineup. And on the flip side of that, I like Omer Caspi for value there as well. Obviously, you can pay up for Durant and, and be in a, in a very good spot. Kawhi Leonard is is probably a player, you know, you like this matchup uh, against, what, Quincy Pondector. Dexter and uh, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. It's probably just only cash safe because the price is near 8K, 7,900 as of the last price tag, and 40, 40 fancy points just gets you to 5X. So that's just really more cash than GPP eligible. To see. So it really just comes down to if you can afford KD and Curry or Westbrook, it's probably going to be very tough to cram those guys and still feel solid about the rest of your lineup, at least for cash, maybe for GPPs. You can you can go that route, but um, you know I, I think we're going to have to stay sort of, you know, um, safe with some of the value options that you mentioned. And, you know, for me, Parsons is, is a top is a top play for me, and I'm going to draw the line at no lower than Omri Caspi. Are you with me at the, at a, as, a, as a Caspi bottom with Rudy Gay out? Yeah, if Gay is out, I think Caspi is definitely somebody that I'm going to have a lot of exposure to, um, partly because there's not a lot of options. And, you know, we know that with Gay out, he's going to see some extra minutes. It's not as cut and dry as it was earlier in the year. It's not like, oh, Gay's out, Caspi's going to see 40 minutes. But I think he does get an uptick, and there are sites where he's still pretty cheap. So if Gay's out, I definitely think Caspi is worth a look. All right, fair enough. Uh, Let's go ahead and flip over to the power forward position here for Thursday and talk about what you want to do at the four. Yeah, I'm not paying up for Anthony Davis, which I don't think is a surprise to most people listening here. Um, but he is going up against San Antonio. Yeah, he, he is going up against San Antonio. San Antonio is not a team that we pick on. So it is a spot where I would be looking to um, Draymond Green in the last game against OKC wound up with like 50 fantasy points and two real-life points. So the fact that he can do every and i'm not even say a little bit the fact that he can do a lot of everything um on a stat line still makes him pretty interesting to me i don't know what he's going to be priced at for this game because he is coming off of two pretty big games back to back but he was down in the low eight thousand dollar range on vandal so if we're getting him at like 8200 again in this matchup um i think i'd definitely be willing to roll him out you gotta like dirk Nowitzki going up against sacramento for all the reasons we talked about um guys going high usage guys going up against sacramento tend to outperform and put up big numbers um so dirk is another one of the guys today i like uh, mirza Teletovic. um not the greatest matchup it's a slower pace game against miami but he's still really really cheap um but getting some decent minutes I, I know they had an injury or two they just got rid of humphrey so there's some more minutes opening up um, so Mears is somebody that's in play too. And then David Lee, um, the last two guys I want to talk about, I, you know, I want your opinion on them because I like them both a little bit, but I could see it going either way. Um, those two guys are David Lee and Ryan Anderson. Um, David Lee, same matchup against Sacramento. 
if he stops fouling and doesn't foul out of games, and you know, he might get a few more minutes too. But he's been putting up decent numbers since coming over. Uh, almost had double doubles in the first two games. The first game, I think he did have a double double. The second game, I think he finished with nine rebounds. You know, yesterday he had a subpar game, but he was in a little bit of foul trouble. So, you know, you can understand why his minutes were down a little bit in his production. But he's another guy that's dirt cheap and I think can give you some decent production. It's in a paced up game against Sacramento, high scoring, you know, a lot of things in his favor right now. And then Ryan Anderson. Um, obviously, whenever Anthony Davis is out, Ryan Anderson goes nuts. But don't you think that at this point they have to realize that they're a better team when they get Ryan Anderson on the floor a little more? and that they have to figure out. Because I fully expect Brow to play in this game unless he gets hurt. I think they have back-to-back um, Wednesday and Thursday night. So unless he gets hurt in the Wednesday night game, like, I don't know, somebody somebody touches him on the screen or something like that, and he, and he goes down for the year. Um, you know, I think Brow's going to be playing on Thursday. So if he's in, are you, are you still willing to roll Ryan Anderson out there? And what kind of production and upside do you think he has you know, when Anthony Davis is playing as well. With Anthony Davis, I think that you can cap it sort of as a cash game play because he does enough, you know, scoring and with, you know, a decent rebounding uh, numbers overall to get you to that 5X range. And and he comes a little bit cheaper because he's a, you know, a bench player who hasn't been, you know, terribly consistent overall for the, on the season. Um, You know, so that's the approach that I'll take. I'll, 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 I'll like him for GP for, uh, for cash games, uh, with Brown, you know, in tandem. And then uh, outside of that, I'll probably reserve, um, you know, like 100% exposure if somehow Anthony Davis was out of that lineup. But, you know, it looks like more than likely you just have to sort of plan that they'll, they'll both be in there and don't expect too much GPP home run type of production when you know they're they're both in there together because he's going to, you know, we know Brown's going to be the number one option every every time coming down uh, whenever that happens. So that's that's my general approach uh, on that at the power forward position. Now, I love the David Lee call. Um, I love Mirza. Mirza was the case that we, that we gave ourselves and um, we, we love it. Uh, the, the next thing I want to talk to you here about here is, um, you know, do you, you make a case down below that at all with some of the, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, uh, sort of out there options? Like, can you can we um, talk about potentially Amari, you know, w- w- in limited minutes mm-hmm. who has, you know, just a couple hundred dollars above minimum salary? And, you know, we're talking about 20 fancy points. Yeah, get you to five and a half X. So are you comfortable enough in limited minutes to still expect him to, to get to that range because he has the quote unquote starter tag all over Hassan Whiteside? Now, here's the way I look at it. Um, I don't expect him to get 30 points as his upside. I think 20 to 25 is the range that you're really looking at for Amar Stoudemire. So it's not a guy who I'm going out of my way to target but if I am filling out a roster and I want like Steph Curry and Westbrook and I want to put some other guys in there and I'm looking for guys to just save salary and lock in like 20 to 25 fantasy points for me, I think he can do that. So if he stays down in that like 4K, low 4K range um, or even below that, if he's below 4K, I think he's okay. But he's not a guy that I think is like, oh, he's 4K. We got to play Amari Stoudemire today. Like, I'd rather have David Lee, whose price is down in that range, who I think does have the upside where he can get me a double-double and get me to 30 fantasy points, Um, whereas I don't think Amari Stoudemire really has that unless the game turns into a blowout and they decide to sit Whiteside and 
you know, give Amari some extra minutes. So I'd rather use David Lee if I'm choosing between those two. But if you really, really needed it to save salary in order to fit in a stud that you think you have to have, way I'd be like, you know what, I I could see using him, and you know, and it makes some sense to me. But don't expect big upside out of him. I mean, you know, on a bad game, he'll get you 16 to 20 fantasy points. On a good game, he's probably not getting you over 25. I think that's fair uh, for you to approach it in that fashion. I'll probably take uh, a similar approach there, but you know, I would much probably, I probably feel much better trusting D- David Lee in a limited role against a bad team like Sacramento mm-hmm. over old man Amari Sotomayor, even though he is at home in a juicy matchup against Phoenix. At least we know that uh, when going correctly, you can play with as much pace as you want against Sacramento Kings because there's just not a lot of defense being played on their end. So um, yeah. tiebreaker advantage, David Lee in my mind. All right, yep. let's go ahead and talk about the advantages you can take advantage of at the center position. But before we do that, we have to holler at the business owners over here. Benny, if you got a business and you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com makes it easy uh, to get something going for you and your site. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day so when you're running out your own business you're bound to be too busy too busy to worry about the budgets the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right stunners the center position are up let's talk about who you're putting down here for thursday yeah, I mean, there's really only three guys on my radar. Um, DeMarcus Cousins is obviously always in play. Uh, if you got the money to afford to spend up for him, I think you can. But I don't necessarily think I want to do that here because I think there are some options below him that can give you some big numbers for a cheaper price where, you know, you'd kind of be giving up some value if you do go up to Cousins. Um those two guys who I'm thinking of, the guy in the higher price range is going to be Hassan Whiteside. Uh, we saw him get back to the normal minutes. I think that that one game where he only played 26 minutes, I think it had more to do with the fact that they were winning by a bunch at the end, so they kind of took him out and put in Amari. Now, if you think that's going to be the case of Phoenix, you know, I could see that happening. But, you know, yesterday I wasn't really all that on Whiteside. It's about the way the rotation was going. But in a closer game like yesterday with they needed to take the, you know, five-minute mark of the first and third quarter and played the entire, you know, end of the first and third quarter and then played the entire second and fourth quarter from start to finish. So he played like five minutes at the end of the first, 12 minutes in the second, five minutes at the end of the third, 12 minutes in the fourth, you know, wound up with like 34, 35 minutes. So if I'm going to get 30 to 35 minutes out of Whiteside, I love him. I'm going to put him in there. You know, he's been scoring lately, which has always been a knock on him. He's a guy that's going to get you 12 to 15 rebounds a game if he's playing that much time. He's going to get you three to five block shots. Um, and, you know, like I said, he's been scoring. So if he's given us 16 to 18 to 20 fantasy points to go along with the 15 boards and the three or four block shots, you know, that's a really easy 40-plus fantasy points. So at 8K or less, I think Hassan Whiteside is somebody I'll have a lot of exposure to. And then the reason why I don't know if I can spend up so much for Cousins is – We've been getting really good games out of Alex Len lately, and he's basically half the price of the Marcus Cousins. So 
if you can get 30 to 35 fantasy points out of a guy like Len for half price on Cousins, you know, you need Cousins to get your 65 to 70 fantasy points, which, yes, he can do, but I would rather take the savings on Len and then use that money to spend up at other positions where there isn't a viable cheaper option, you know, like the point guard spot where I think I'm giving up a lot more by coming down from a Steph Curry or a Russell Westbrook to, you know, like a Goran Dragic as opposed to coming down from DeMarcus Cousins to Alex Len, who's still been putting up 30-plus fantasy points for us, um, you know, and is doing it at half price. So I think the opportunity costs at other positions like point guard are bigger than they are at center. So I think you can come off of Cousins and go to guys like Whiteside and Len here. Although, again, if you have the money to spend up on Cousins, you know, I mean, look at the numbers this guy's been putting up. You can't really argue against anybody who wants to do it if they have the money and like the way the rest of the roster is shaping up for him. All right, I'm with you there as well. And just sort of, you know, flipping through down here at the very bottom, trying to figure out if there's anybody that has potential fancy value. The only person I can talk about here, and I think people were sort of scared off him a little bit because he, you know, struggled production-wise in in a couple spots over the past week. But you know what? You, I think you can potentially get back invested in and Bogut uh, there as well. Had a down game against uh, Oklahoma City, but take a look at the matchups. You know, prior to that, you know, follows up. The, the Atlanta has, uh, you know, a, a a legitimate center in uh, Al Horford, who's a threat on both ends of the floor. He goes for 17 and nine with two, two and one uh, for 36 fantasy points and eight X. Then, you know, in between the Oklahoma City game, he produces 5.7 X against Orlando. And then back against Atlanta too, again, 33 fantasy points for 7.2 X. So he's actually been playing closer to 30 minutes over three of the past five. So are you willing to go back to the well on Bogut? Or are you going to try to stay away from that situation? Yeah, I never really play Bogut. Um, and the problem that I have, like I said, Alex Len is still somewhat cheap. So if I'm going to go cheap at all, I'd rather just go to a guy like Len, who I think has upside, as opposed to trying to go down for some of these, you know, like a Steven Adams or, or an Andrew Bogut and not really feeling comfortable that they're even going to definitely return me value. You know, I think I definitely have a safe floor with Alex Len and upside with him as well. So if I'm going cheap at all, he's kind of where I draw the line on the bottom. All right, I think that's fine and fair. I'll, I'll at least reserve some GPP exposure to, to Andrew Bogut um, because the price is tremendous if you decide to roll um, you know, him in that faction. We're talking about $4,500 price tag. Uh, so, you know, that's if that's if you're looking for a way to cram in KD and Curry or Westbrook and, and KD or, you know, Draymond Green, one of the two, even maybe Clay Thompson, then that's the way that you get it done with, you know, taking a home run shot in your GPPs with somebody like Andrew Bogut to try to get your salary balance balanced out. So just something to keep in mind in the back of your, uh, you know, um, uh, price, you know, your, 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 your mind when you're filling out those GPP rosters. Um, I, I agree with you 100% on Alex Land, and I think Hassan Whiteside also is in play. I, and, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, having said that, at least for cashes, cash game should eat, um, you know, Zaza Pachulia alive, like literally, like Jurassic Park style. So um, that is going to be a second game of the back-to-back on the road, though. So, you know, you don't normally see the, uh, the production – you know, tick downward, but I think they're going to probably struggle on the road against, you know, maybe struggle a little bit more on the road against Memphis, maybe less so now that Marcus Soul's out of the lineup. Um, but, you know, going up against Dallas and having, um, you know, this is likely to be a multiple game losing streak for the Sacramento Kings, may get a little bit in, in, into desperation mode. And you're probably going to see a 220 plus total in this game uh, on the road uh, at Dallas. So something else to consider. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget to check out uh, Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS and subscribe to the official Rotowire YouTube channel 
channel, press that little red button and let us know that you enjoy the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.